Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that today's message will challenge and inspire you to pursue Jesus and to love people to life. This morning, we're going to get right, right into the Word of God here this morning. Uh, we're, on, we're on our study, uh, no, turning ba- our, no Turning Back. And we, the whole st- uh, story, the Hebrews, the book of Hebrews is about... Christians who started off in their faith journey, these Israelites who started off and got saved by faith, and now because of hard times, they're deserting the faith and turning away faith. And the writer of Hebrews is trying to encourage them to, to stand. Don't give up. There's a great reward. And the promise that they were looking for was the promise of a kingdom, God's kingdom coming, and for Jesus Christ. Last week, we're in chapter 12. We started chapter 11, which is known as the Hall of Fame of Faith. We, a lot of people refer to it as. But here's the thing. All these people, were, what they did was an act of obedience to God, and their act of obedience was accounted to them by God by faith. By faith. And the Word of God in Hebrews chapter 11, it's the only place in Scripture that it tries to define or give you a definition of what faith is, because it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And really, one of the definitions, the greater definition is that is having an unquestionable belief in who Jesus Christ and who God is. When you know that, you have the foundation, you know who God is, and you have that relationship. Can I tell you, no matter what blows your way, you're going to be able to stand strong. You're going to be able to be the person. You're not going to be uprooted. You're not going to be blown around by every wind and doctrine. You're not going to be confused because the Word of God, we have the Holy Spirit that will lead us and guide us into all truth. But God's Word, this Word, reveals the character of God and who God is. See, I'm, I'm not, I don't base my hope on some wishful thing someday I hope to happen. I believe it's real because the Word of God is real. And everything in the Word has been proven true. Amen? So I base it on the Word of God. But in the chapter 11, it started out in chapter 11, it started out talking about faith and understanding faith and talking about Enoch who had a faith that pleased God. I mean, you, also there was Abel who, who had a great uh, sacrifice. He made a sacrifice and his heart was right in it, but his brother Cain's heart wasn't right and the sacrifice wasn't acceptable. And we, we know he wound up murdering his brother. Then we see Noah and Abraham. We talked about them. They, they, had, a, they had a faith that, uh, that obeyed. They just trusted God and did what God told them to do. And then we talked about at the end of our message last week, we talked about Starting with verse 13, it talks about all these, talking about everybody we talked about, Enoch, Sarah, Abraham, Noah, uh, and uh, Abel. All of those were by faith, but none of them saw the promise. That's what the Word of God says. As a matter of fact, I'll read this in verse 13. It says, all these people died still believing what God, what God had promised them. He says, they did not receive what was promised, but they saw it for all from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads on this earth. Church, how many know we are foreigners here in this earth? This is not home. See, these people were looking for a heavenly home. They were looking for a new city. They were looking for the, for the Messiah. And so that's where we kind of left off. So we're going to pick up this week on still talking about faith that stands. Faith that stands. This is part two. And so let's jump in this morning as we jump in. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to be in verse 17. The the scriptures will be up there. But the first thing we'll talk about Abraham. Abraham, he, he had a sacrificial faith. I mean, he really did. You see the scripture, his sacrificial faith. Look at verse 17. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God tested him. I hope I never have to face that kind of test. How about you? 
but it would God test him. And Abraham, who had received God's promise, was ready to sacrifice his own son. Now think about it. He was ready to sacrifice, even though, verse 18 says, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. I mean, this is the, this is the seed. This is what's going to happen. It's through your child, the, uh, as num- numerous as the sand on the seashore. They won't be able to be counted, he says. But now God is saying, Abraham, I want you to sacrifice your son. And Abraham, I don't know how he did it. Could anybody in here sacrifice your son? I couldn't. I'm glad God doesn't require that. But you think about this. He went and, and, and put him on the altar, had him help carry the wood, bound him to the altar, had the knife reached back, ready to sacrifice his own son. When the voice of God spoke to him, he says, don't touch him. Don't touch the boy. And then over in the thicket was a, was a ram that was caught to, used as a sacrifice. We know this is a picture of Jesus Christ, but I want you to look at it. Faith, he, he had a sacrificial faith. That he, was, he had such a trust in God. The matter of fact, the word of God says in verse 19, Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. I mean, because in his heart, he was going put to the, put the kid down. But now he says, even if, if, he, if I have to sacrifice him, God can raise him up. Do you believe God can do anything he wants to do? God can work miracles. He can do crazy things for us sometimes. And sometimes we don't even realize it. I mean, think about, you know, I, I said in the first service, you know, I, I heard a guy speaking about crazy faith just recently. Crazy faith. Now, what is crazy faith? How many know when you step out in faith to trust God to do something and you can't see it, you can't feel it, it does that, but you have something in your heart, God's spoken to you. Not something that somebody might have said, but God's word. You have a promise from the word of God. And how many know a lot of people think you're crazy? And you look at, what is that? Let me give you an example from the word of God. We talked about Noah last week. Remember, God said to Noah, I want you to go home and I want you to build this big boat. And I want you to do it this size. He gave him the, the measurements and everything. And said, I want you. how many know when he went home to start building that boat and he, his neighbors started saying, he's gone mad. This man's crazy. Yeah, until it comes about, it's crazy to everybody. But when it happens, it's no longer crazy. I mean, Noah built the boat, was ridiculed all the time about it. And, but here's the thing. Then the floods came and the rain came. He was saved in his family. Sometimes God asks us to do certain things that seems crazy to us. Anybody ever been walking down in a grocery store or any place and just God speak to your heart to go pray for somebody? Right there? It's happened to me. And it's like, whoa, wait, this is weird. And they're going to think I'm crazy if I go up and do this. But you know what? That's being obedient to God. And we're talking about, we talk, I know we jumped a little ahead, but I'm, Abraham had that type of faith. He believed that God could do the crazy stuff. That no matter if I kill my, if, if I have to sacrifice my son, God can raise him up if he needs to be. I, I want that kind of faith. How about you? And now look at this. Isaac and Jacob passed down the faith they passed down the faith now think about it look at the scripture hebrews 10 11, 20 it was by faith that isaac promised blessings for the future to his sons 
Jacob and Esau. I mean, he gave, he blessed them. He didn't see everything ahead of them, but he, he didn't know what the future held, but he blessed them. Church, how many know we need to be handing our faith down to our kids and our grandkids? Amen? You need to be instilling the truth of God's word in them, letting them see you live out faith before them, and letting them, letting them see how you exercise your faith. You know, the sad thing, a lot of us in America, we don't live by faith. I mean, we really don't. What, what do we have to hope for? What do we have to dream for? I mean, we got it all. But it still takes faith to trust God. Amen? Because it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. We read that last week. But you have, you have a heritage that you need to be passing along to your kids. Mom and dad, especially these young, young families in, with us today and watching online, let your kids see you live a life of faith. Live it out before them. Celebrate when God does something in your family and a miracle takes place. And celebrate it with your kids. You know what? The, the first example that your kids will ever see of God and of faith is you. It's you. And you need to pass your faith along to them. They have to establish their own belief and faith in God, but you can pass that down. You know, as a, fa as a father, I look back at my kids now who are, now I have six grandkids, and I see my daughter and I see my son, and some of the same things that we taught them as they were growing up as kids, you see it being passed along to their, their, their kids. That's, that's a heritage, amen? But he, see, but uh, Isaac promised a blessing. But look at also at verse 21, talking about Jacob. It was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed and worshiped as he leaned on his staff. By faith, he just, he blessed them, not knowing what their future would be, not knowing, but he trusted in God, the character of God. See, Joseph's faith caused him to prophesy. Now, listen, listen to what it says about Hebrews 11:22. It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. I mean, they're in bondage. And here's this old guy, Joseph, says, you're going to leave this place one day. But none of that, what does he say? Even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left. I mean, he didn't know what the future is, but he said, but confidently, God was going to deliver them. And when God delivers them, hey, listen, don't leave my, my bones here. Take them with you and bury them in the promised land. That was all by faith, church. You know, I was thinking about this thing, all by faith, and it was their walk of obedience. I believe somewhere down the road, as you and I walk out our lives in faith, somebody down the road looks at, you remember when so-and-so did this or that? They're like heroes of faith. I got people in my life, I look back now and see their life, and they're, they're, they, could, they could go right in this, this list of heroes of faith because they exhibited great faith and trust in God. I want, to, I want to believe a legacy of they were people of faith. They believed God. Amen? But Joseph, he actually just said, I know you're leaving here one day. I don't see it. It's not happening right now, but you're going to leave. And when you go, take me with you. I mean, that's, that's a step of faith. What about Moses' parents, Jochebed and Amran? Chose God over man. Remember the decree that came down from the king, all the firstborn, they were to be killed. They were to be taken out. 
What did Moses' mom, mom and dad do? They put him in a little, a little basket, put him out in the, in, a, in the bulrush, they says, in the weeds. And Pharaoh's daughter finds him. And guess what? After Pharaoh's daughter finds him, they find, they, well, we need somebody to, to take care of this child. Who do they pick? His, was that just coincidence? I, I don't believe it was coincidence. I believe it was God. Amen. And they had faith in God. Look at this. Jochebed's name means Yahweh's glory. And Amran means to exalt, exalted people. I believe God had something going on there. How about you? Now look at verse 23. It says, it was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid to disobey the king's commands. By faith, they trusted God. Even when the, when the decree came down that every child should be killed, they chose to say, I'm going to trust God. I mean, that's crazy faith, isn't it? Because, you know, they're subject to death themselves at that point in time for disobeying the, 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 the leader's command. So we see he was brought up with mom and dad exhibited faith. But not like Moses wasn't just brought. He was brought up really until he was weaned. Then he went to live in Pharaoh's household. With, he grew up with everything he needed, everything he ever wanted. It was right in Pharaoh's household. That's where he was. Now look at this. Let's talk about Moses' faith for a moment. His faith was a self-denying faith. A self-denying faith. Look at this. It says, it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Man, this lady had raised him. This lady had poured her life into him. And now he said, no, that's not who I am. He had, he had all the wealth of Egypt or slavery. He says, I don't want that. How I many that takes a step of faith to walk away sometimes? When it all it could look so good and so cushy, and God saying, No, I've got something else for you. Look at verse 25. He chose to share the, the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. See, Moses' faith was an expectant faith. It was an expectant faith. Look at this. Look at verse 26. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to, be, to, than to own the treasures of Egypt. For he was looking ahead to a greater reward. I mean, he, didn't, he had everything. He had everything a man could possibly ever want. But here he says, I choose to stand for Christ. I choose not to give in to the fleshly desires. I'm going to stand for God. That's faith, especially when you're turning your back and everything and running and moving away from everything that was given to you and brought up to you. But see, he had a faith that was expectant faith. Moses' faith was a faith also that enduring faith. Look at this. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. He kept his eyes. He didn't lose focus. He, en he endured. He didn't let up. He kept going. Because he had a vision of, of, of 
the one who was invisible in his heart and his mind. He wanted to be pleasing to God. Church, don't lose your focus upon God and who God is. Trust God. Believe God. You say, Pastor, how can you be so sure of that? Because of the word. It's the word of God that gives me that assurance. That it's the word of God that I know the character of God. And it's the word that continues to, to teach us every day. I was talking to somebody this morning before the early service. And he says, he's saying, man, if people's not in the word, that's your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If you're not in that, you're, you're, you're not going to have faith. You're, you're going to be deceived. It's only the word of God that's going to keep us church in these days. But he had an enduring faith. But also the faith of Moses was a saving faith. It was a saving faith. Let me put it this way. In Hebrews 28, it was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover by sprinkling blood on the doorposts so that the angel of death would not kill the first, their firstborn sons. That meant, we know that was the last plague that was put on Egypt, right? And now... He comes to them. Moses comes to them and says, listen, they've never done this before. He said, I want you to take the blood and put it on a bush. And I want you to spread it across your doorpost. And that's going to save you. That's going to keep your child from being killed. And we know all of Egypt had death all over it except for the Hebrews. The blood protected their house that night. But see, it was a saving faith. It was a faith that they trusted in that God was going to provide for them. In church, that's the faith we have to have. It was, a, it was a faith that was a saving faith. The Israelites, let's talk about them just for a few moments. The Israelites' faith brought them to a place of victory. I mean, when we read the stories, you go back and read in the Old Testament, and you read some of the stories, you think, man, was that really faith? They just obeyed. But God sees it as faith because they trusted him. Now look at this. He says, it was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. I mean, can I tell you, the, the Israelites were not all praising God on the, this side of the, the Red Sea. They, had, they saw the Egyptians coming behind them. I mean, all of a sudden they're saying, what did you do, Moses? You brought us, uh, us out here to die and be annihilated. And he just said, he, had, he, tr he called upon God, and God did a work. He told him to stretch out his staff. He did, and the waters rolled back. I know we've all probably seen the, the story of the Ten Commandments on, on TV, the old movie, where we see the wall of water. I don't know what that looked like, but ma imagine you're sitting there to see, and all of a sudden you stick your staff out, and would you be ready to walk through that? I, I would, ooh, I don't know about this. But they begin to walk through it. And the whole group of Israelites go through it on dry ground. Then all of a sudden, Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's on the other side in his army. And he says, let's go, let's pursue them. But remember the words that God spoke to Moses before, just before the Red Sea experience right there, the Red Sea experience? He said, the enemy that you see today, you will see no more. And all of a sudden, as they begin to go through the center of that water, the water collapsed upon Pharaoh's army and they all drowned. But by faith, they trusted God to get them through. Church, I want to challenge us to, to begin to live a life of faith. To trust God, to be obedient to God, and do what he tells us to do. It says in verse 30, it was by faith 
that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls crashing, came crashing down. Okay, would you, what would you feel like if somebody said, hey, we're going to walk seven times around this city. And all I want you to do is just, don't say nothing, but just walk around the city. One day, two days. Then the seventh day, what happened? They, they were supposed to go, and when the trumpet sounded, the walls crashed. By faith, by faith, they believed that God was going to give them the city. They had, I mean, think about this. The, let's talk about Israel's faith just for a moment. Israel's faith was a faith that obeyed God against insurmountable forces. I mean, when they got to the Red Sea, the Egyptian army behind them, they were not prepared to fight a battle. They were not prepared to do anything. They didn't have any weaponry. Here's this army coming after them. And by faith, they trusted God and God defeated the army. We see that many times in Scripture where men went before God and worshiped God, and God would say, send out the worshipers first. Get out and worship. You know, we did that song, This is How I Fight My Battles. I tell you, church, that's one of the greatest things you can ever do in faith. When you're going through a difficult circumstances, get your eyes off the circumstances and begin to worship God. Begin to worship God. Fill your heart with the things of God and get your mind off of these things and just begin to worship and honor Jesus. And I tell you what, when you do that, the atmosphere changes. And sometimes it may, the, the things may not change, but your attitude changes. You start seeing it from a different perspective. But if you get hung up there, you're not, no longer, if we're not walking in obedience, we're no longer walking by faith. But it gets insurmountable odds. No, that Israel's faith was a faith that delivered and brought protection. It delivered for them and brought protection. Israel's faith was a conquering faith. Amen? A conquering faith. How I many I believe as a church we need to have conquering faith today? I believe, we, I believe the promises of God are real. I believe it. And I'm, I, you know, somebody asked me the other day, when I, when I pray for people in the altar and I pray for people to be healed, do I, do I really believe that I, they're going to be healed? If I did not believe God was able to heal and God was able to do it, I wouldn't pray. But I believe God is a healing God. I believe God is a delivering God. I believe God is able to do exceedingly abundantly so much more than you and I could ever ask or think. His ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And sometimes in our little finite minds, we think we got it all figured out, and we don't. About the time we think, God, well, God doesn't work that way, he says, okay, I'll show you. How many know what I'm talking about? But see, this, this, this whole idea of living by faith is connected with obedience. It's connected with obedience. Every part of this is connected with obedience. God said to them to tell them to do something unusual. They obeyed. And God said, that's faith. They're connected together. Amen? See, some people, they try to have faith in faith. You can't have faith in faith. It doesn't work. Your faith has to be in the God of the impossible, of the possible. He's able to do more than you could ever ask or think. If he can make a wall cave down, fall down after just seven days of marching around, 
If he can divide the sea and give dry ground, if he can, if he can put a cloud by day and a fire by night between the, the children of Israel and, he, and the Pharaoh's army, he's able to do anything. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has not changed. If anybody's changed, we have. Lastly, this morning, we talk about Rahab. <clears throat> Rahab, she had a saving faith. I mean, the spies come to her house. They realize they've been spotted. They go to her house. She's a prostitute, the Word of God lets us know. And she hides them up on the roof. And when the spies came, she, she basically said, no, they went over that way. Sent them in a different direction. And then once, once it gone, she, she made a deal with the, with the spies about her, her, her family. And they said, Liz, we will spare your family. But here's what you do. You've got to get them all inside here and put a red scarlet cord. And let, that way we'll know that's your place and nothing will be touched. Now think about that. I mean, this is a woman that is recognized in Scripture for acting in faith because she, was, she wanted to make sure her family was there saved. And she took care of the spies. Look at verse, verse 31. It was by faith that Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed with the people in the city who refused to obey God. For she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. You know what the amazing thing to me about this whole thing is? Rahab is in the lineage of Jesus, Jesus Christ. She's in the lineage of, of, of Jesus. But it was by faith. And faith had action. How many of faith without works is what? Dead. If you're just saying, I have faith, but there's no works that accompany your faith, you don't really have faith. You have faith in something, but it's not working faith. Church, I want to challenge us throughout as we are coming to the close of the book of Hebrews in the next few, couple of weeks, that we have to be people who walk and live by faith. Amen? We have to be people who allow the Spirit of God to reside in us. And when God says, do something, we do it. Amen? I believe we live in, a, in the last days. I do. But I also believe that God's going to do great things in these last days. And it's not just going to be through special guests, evangelists, or pastors. It's going to be through the people who know who God is and walk with God.